Are you offering your clients the experience they really want? Or are you offering them what you think they want? Join hosts Laura Gregg and David Partain from FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds as they talk with a variety of industry experts and advisors just like you about their latest industry research to help you develop the flexible mindset you need to rise above the crowd. Hello and welcome listeners to not just another episode of the Flexible Advisor podcast. We are thrilled to welcome you to our 100th episode. Thank you to all of you who have been listeners for the last three and a half years. Yeah, it is very exciting for us. In fact, I'm going to break out in song. Celebrate good times. Come on. (laughs) David Partain, I'm glad you didn't try to make a career in singing. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, well, I have a voice for podcasting, too, apparently. (laughs) So it is very exciting, Laura. I am thrilled to have our guest on today to talk about it as well. And our guest is the man, the myth, the legend, Matt Halloran. Matt is the person who inspired us to start this podcast back in, well, I I think it was late 2019, and we were going to begin recording in early 2020. But little at that time could we know um, how enduring and how much fun this podcast would be. Matt Halloran, thank you for joining us on this milestone episode. I'm so happy you guys have made it to 100 episodes. When, when we met many moons ago in the world of pre-COVID, I think we could even say that it was uh, <laughs> that far ago or that long ago, uh, you know, that you guys have made it to 100. And I just want to highlight just a, a couple of things for your listeners to understand how really of a milestone this truly is. So only 10% of all podcasts make it past 100 episodes. That means that means that millions of podcasts have been started and they never got as far as you guys have, which is fantastic. And the other thing is I was nerding out on your statistics earlier today. <laughs> and oh, and guys, over half of your podcasts are in the top 25% of all financial services industry podcasts. Wow. I don't think I should have known that. Uh, David, did you realize that? No, I had no idea. That is awesome. Thanks for sharing that. That's really cool. And it's really rewarding to spend this kind of time because the organization that you started that has really come alongside of us, and it's been as much the expertise and technology as it really has been the people that we've met in your organization and the whole team at Proudmouth who have been incredibly helpful along our journey, even holding our hands. I would I would ask you, Matt, whether you know you thought at very first if we would make it to this, but I, I'm not sure I'd want to know. <laughs> the answer to that. I I had great hope for you guys. How's that? We can leave it at the great hope. Well, you all do such a great job of, you know, even turning things around, quick turnarounds and audio edits that make us sound a lot, well, at least make me sound a lot smarter than I am. And thanks so much for sharing those stats. We don't often think of the stats, though. More so, we are really focused on finding voices in the industry. I know Laura spends a lot of time looking for who's the next guest we can have on the show. And She's even gathered some from outside the industry that has been able to help our advisor listeners deepen their relationships and, as we've always said, grow their businesses. 
that's honestly one of my favorite things about the Flexible Advisor podcast is is where you all take the show. And you've taken it in places that, that a lot of people would not have expected, David, just like you just said. And you've taken on some super important topics over the last three years. Matt, and for our listeners, you kind of tricked us into this, right? <laughs> <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere. And you saw some research that we had done on high net worth primary breadwinners, and you wanted to have us on your podcast. And little did I know that then that would be a quick turn to telling us how wonderful we were and how we should start our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're so glad you did that. And, and you know, for anybody else listening, it shows you how gullible we are. In all seriousness, those early conversations on, you know, could we do a podcast? Would the organization allow us to do a podcast? What compliance hurdles are there? And you and your team, you know, kind of helped us with that. And our original intent of this podcast was to maybe podcast once a month and to share insights from our whatever the current proprietary research study was that we were working on at the time. Uh, we had no vision of taking the flexible advisor to the place that it is now. Um, in fact, we had pre-recorded a few of our very first episodes about our diversity, equity, and inclusion study that we conducted in 2019. And we were ready to, to drop those episodes on March 20th, 2020, the day that the world went home. And what a great, uh, you know, it was clear that we couldn't drop those episodes then, but we had this platform all of a sudden and the world was changing before our eyes. And so we just started reaching out to people in the industry to find out how they were dealing with everything, COVID and going remote. And those were some really powerful and I believe very helpful conversations to have for our advisor audience. And then um, a few months later, we had, you know, we were still knee deep in COVID, but it was towards the end of May, I think it was May 23rd, we did release one of those DE&I um, episodes. And two days later, George Floyd was killed. So all of a sudden, we were out with this research at a really uncertain time, still in COVID and all of the stuff that went on. And this led to us being able to pub publish many episodes about diversity, equity, inclusion, how folks felt on their journeys. We Some of the most powerful episodes included personal stories relayed by some of our uh, former Northern Trust executives, Chandran Thomas in episode 24 and Connie Lindsay in episode 21. And we were also able to talk with now a wonderful fintech leader, Dana Wilson, right after she had launched her firm, CHIP, which meant changing how individuals prospered. And, and her company is connecting clients of color with advisors of color. Our research that we were releasing that we had done in late 2019 not only looked at how firms were thinking about hiring a diverse staff, but also were they thinking about seeking out diverse clients. And um, it was really exciting uh, when we got to meet Miranda Ryder at Texas Tech University in episode 55. She had also been conducting research about 
racial and gender preferences of wealth management clients. None of that could have ever been planned or plotted. We were heartened to be able to share those insights at a time when people needed to talk about that. I don't think people really understand it until we're doing a retrospective like this, Laura and David, some of the risks that you guys have taken in making sure that you are trying to be as, as inclusive as you can be with the show. And you even dedicated a number of episodes to talk about the backlash of ESG investing, right? I mean, you guys have really covered the gambit on the flexible, flexible advisor. And I have to say, as an avid podcast listener and as somebody who does this for a living, I really appreciate what you guys have done. You know, thank you, Matt. And, you know, our goal with the show is to learn, right? And to bring on guests that can help us, but more importantly, our, our advisor listeners distill things that are going on that are being talked about. And as we talked about sustainability, um, we had, you know, started talking about that. We FlexShares had launched a suite of, of sustainable funds at the time, and there was some backlash, and there continues to be. This is a hot topic still today, but it was great to be able to speak with some sustainable investing industry leaders like John Hale from Morningstar, Jeff Gitterman from Gitterman Asset Management, and Kylie Miller from InvestNet to be able to kind of talk through what was happening in the press and the changing attitudes around ESG investing. And in those episodes, we discussed, you know, a lot of things, but one of the, the top things was the nomenclature being used or really the lack of there being any common no nomenclature and how that lack of common no nomenclature led a lot of people to have different feelings about what ESG is or what it should be or what it's not. You know, it was interesting to discuss ESG with these people about it being an investment. One strategy of so many investment strategies that people can choose to or choose not to invest in. Uh, I loved how John Hale in episode 75 framed it. He said, I think the best way to look at sustainable investing is that it's investing, not activism. It's not some kind of cause. It's people saying that I want an investment that's going to help me reach my financial goals, first and foremost. But if I have the choice, I may like to choose a wrapper, a strategy that is a sustainable version. When we talked to Jeff Gitterman in episode 73, he likened ESG investing to using GPS on your investing journey. He says ESG is comparable to a GPS because it gives you more data than an old map you might have used. Mm. And nobody argues today about whether a map is better than GPS. And the reason is because GPS has more data. It's not because GPS is guaranteed to get you to your destination quicker than the old map, but it can help you navigate around unexpected traffic backups and it provides a larger data set to evaluate. So ESG in Jeff's mind should be looked at first and foremost as data. It's data to help you analyze companies and then secondarily to route preferences such as your personal values that you might want to add on your investing journey. And for some, they don't want to. 
And that's fine. But I think having these discussions was really helpful for me, at least. David, what what are some of the since we just took a trip down memory lane there, what, what are what are some of your memories, first off, on getting started and a little bit of your journey about being behind the microphone? And then what are some of your favorite episodes? It was something that what's really funny to me is that in high school, my best friend's father owned a country music station and they needed cheap labor and I was as cheap as they came at age 18. (laughs) And so I started off as a disc jockey on a country music station and I had the tractor drive home time, five to 9 p.m. (laughs) So, and that's the last time I had gotten behind a mic. So that had been a very long time. And so even when Laura said, you know, this is something we might want to think about doing, I thought, you've got to be kidding me. You know, we're looking at 30 years since I've done something like this. The the bottom line is, however, that it was really Laura and her ability to get good guests and good topics that really drove my passion for this because it was things that I really enjoyed talking to people about. And that that's what made it so cool. And as you look at Northern Trust, we were the the first ones out the gate, thanks to you all. And now we see that there's the Faster Forward, which is produced by Northern Trust Institutional Team. And then there's this new Road to Why podcast, which is produced by the Northern Trust Institute. And now you have Market Currents with from the Northern Trust Wealth Management. And so there are a bunch of podcasts that are being now created within the organization. However, you know, I'm biased, of course, but ours is the best. <laughs> but, you know, thinking about and when Laura said, hey, we for the 100th episode, we should, you know, kind of do not a, a, a walk down memory lane, so to speak. And so it became really difficult as I went through and listened to pieces and then read the blog posts that we have on flexshares.com that relate to various podcasts and So it was a really difficult one. And as I was thinking about this, growing up and being in a doctor's family, one of the big ones for me was talking with Lauren Oshman about serving medical professionals during COVID-19 and how she is an advisor. That's her niche or niche. We even had, I think, a fight on that uh, on air on that word. And just how uh, specific she had gotten with her practice. And it really hit me. And this was, you know, episode 18. And it hit me that, wow, this could really have an impact on advisors who are trying to figure out their business, especially during a, a tough time like COVID. The other one that really caught my eye was uh, with Dr. Chloe Carmichael, episode 68, where it, she talked about clients and emotional issues. And I know that if you ask my wife, she'll say I am an emotional person. I, however, would beg to differ, but I know it, I know she's right. And so just understanding where anxiety comes from and wh- how that relates to money and investing, I thought, man, this is another great one for advisors. And then recently we had on Brendan Frazier and he talked about why settle for satisfied clients. And, you know, when you think about the term satisfied, well, if they're satisfied, they're, they're pretty happy. And 
he went a step further and talked about being emotionally connected to your clients. And I thought that was really powerful for um, us to talk about. And it just continues to be topics that I find for me personally interesting. And we're seeing the stats show that advisors are more and more picking up on this and liking what we have to say. I was prepared to talk about a couple episodes that I really love. David, you just stole like four of them that I oh, was no. going to highlight. Because, uh, but, but I, there are a couple here, so I want the listeners. I, I, you need to be writing all of these down. But um, one of my favorite one that you guys did was episode forty-eight: conquering stress and coming back strong with Doctor Jack Singer. I am a huge Doctor Jack Singer fan. I think he's unbelievable. I don't think people really understand how powerful and important that guy is to our Olympian or Olympic athletes some of the things that he's done. I absolutely love that one. The Dana Wilson podcast. Anytime I can hear Dana Wilson, that's episode 58. Anytime you can hear Dana Wilson talk, I'm all about listening to her. And then one of the other ones that I really, really loved was episode 67, which is Gen X, They Need You Now with Michael Labos. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to talk about that one just for a minute, because as somebody who is Generation X, every time I work with financial services professionals, all they do is they talk about boomers and they talk about millennials. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, who's going to get this money? Like, you guys don't understand. The greatest wealth transfer in the world is happening to my generation, Generation X. So how come nobody's talking about that? And I love that you guys brought him on to talk to the financial services industry, to your very, very large audience, how important it is to not forget about the freaking forgotten generation, which happens to be mine. So, all right. So, Laura, we're, we're going to tee you up now, sister. Now, you talked about a bunch of podcasts earlier that you like, but do you have one that you would say is like, this is the bee's knees. This is my favorite. Well, you know. Picking a favorite episode is like picking my favorite child, Matt. I love them all. <laughs> Such a diplomatic answer. Well, you know, as mother of three, I've got to do that, even though they're all adults now. But some of the most impactful, I believe, for me, align with big needs that we see in the industry. You mentioned one, uh, don't forget about Gen X. But, you know, one that stands out is, and we know that this is a need, right? We are an older industry. We need to find young, diverse talent and bring them in and keep them in this industry. And we spoke with a, a friend of mine, Yanni Gordon, in episode 62. Uh, Yanni has been instrumental in growing her RIA firm. She's COO there, I believe, uh, JMG, uh, to more than $5 billion in assets. But what's also unique about Yanni is that she has built this hugely successful practice by bringing people into the organization early, early in their careers and then helping them advance into positions of leadership. The continuity within JMG is very impressive. I would say even more impressive than its, its really quick AUM growth. And, you know, one other topic that, you know, uh, is near and dear to me is the topic of grow, the growing wealth ownership by women out there. And we've had um, the, the great fortune to speak with many formidable women in this industry, but uh, you know, a couple episodes that stand out for me are episode 45 with Heather Ettinger. In 2017, Heather founded Luma Wealth. Now that's an RIA she, she built with the express purpose of serving women clients on their journey to financial wellness. If you haven't 
checked out their social media site. Uh, you should. They're doing fabulous things. And of course, our Northern Trust colleague, Steph Wagner, joined us on episode 57 to talk about how women in transition need your help, especially as they, they navigate divorce or widowhood and they're the head of the household. How can advisors better support, better educate? So when you started this journey, it was all about your research. Laura, you explained how things got sidetracked early on. Tell us about whether you've used this platform in sharing your industry research, David. What, what do you think? Yeah, it has really been an important component for us. As you can imagine, it was a way to get it out in a, a new tactic that we had not tried. Uh, you know, everybody in this industry tends to write a white paper and we were we were just thinking there's got to be a better way. And so COVID kind of forced us to do this. Although we were going down this path, it really forced us to do this. And if you think about some of the people we've had on as it relates to some of the studies we did, such as the advisor wellness study, I already mentioned Chloe Carmichael, who in episodes 49 and 68, she came on and she's a nationally known psychologist and she's written several books and she spoke about the tactics for managing stress. So during that time, that was really key for advisors. And then Laura in her 12th year of of releasing the race to scalability research. We spoke with Paul Binion in episode 46, and he's with Hanlon Investment Management. And that was a new way to get that research out. And our release of the new rules in growing wallet share, that really led us to feature Barnaby Rydell in episode 85. Barnaby is a PhD from University of Chicago who worked with his firm in conducting this behavioral research. And that led to the five personas that every advisor's book of business has. And then how do you engage them on growing wallet share? It just goes on and on. And so it's really been uh, a a fun journey for us. And really, Proudmouth is a big part of that. (sighs) When we started and when I started listening to all the podcasts and all the topics, and it just really reiterated to me and how fun this journey has been. And even this journey down memory lane with you, Matt, has been fun. And we hope to continue bringing more episodes to help advisors deepen client relationships and grow their businesses. We will keep pushing that. As always, if you have ideas for guests or specific topics, I would say to anyone out there, please reach out to Laura or me. Our email addresses are in the show notes. But for you, Matt, as this goes to advisors who may be exploring launching a podcast for themselves, I would obviously recommend Proudmouth and you and that they reach out to you. Talk about what your company offers to them and what that whole process could look like. Well, we really built something, and by the way, thank you very much for that. We really built something to try to make it as easy for you, uh, our client, as possible. We know how busy all of you are, uh, so we really wanted to try to make this as turnkey as we could. So our, our whole system here is you show up, we buy you the equipment, you do your show, you drop the mic, and then my team takes care of the rest. 
So we do all of the post-production and syndication. We write all the show notes. We do all of the editing of the show. Uh, and then we also take your show and turn it into social media assets. Uh, and now one of the neat things that we're able to offer is we're offering video services too. Many people want to do video podcasts. YouTube is the second largest podcast player out there, which is surprising to most people. It sure was surprising to me. And so now we're able to go ahead and do uh, video snippets and also uploading your video podcast to uh, YouTube so that more and more people can get your thought hmm. leadership. You know, David, when we first started this, Kirk and I had a submission uh, that we didn't really talk about very much, but I, I love talking about it now, which was to bring great financial advice to the masses. Financial advice was really just something that the wealthy and the elite had access to. But because the podcast platforms are open to the public, more and more financial services professionals are now able to educate more people than they ever thought they could when it's convenient for that person to be able to consume your thought leadership. They're creating fans, they're creating clients for life, and they're also making themselves a lot more referable. Well, Matt, when Laura told me that we were going to have the pleasure of having you on, I knew this would be a fun time. And as always, it's been a real delight to have you on our podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. If you're an advisor and would like to know more about Proudmouth, it's a very simple website, proudmouth.com. This address, of course, will be available in the show notes. Thanks for listening to The Flexible Advisor. We created this show for advisors to help them grow their business. If you like this podcast, consider subscribing and leaving us a five-star rating, but most importantly, sharing our podcast with other advisors. For myself, Matt, and the whole Proudmouth team, along with my wonderful co-host, Laura Gregg, we want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us on today's episode of The Flexible Advisor. Thank you for listening to The Flexible Advisor podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds or Northern Trust. All investments involve risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider the FlexShares investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. This and other information is in the prospectus and a summary prospectus, copies of which may be obtained by visiting www.flexshares.com. Read the prospectus carefully before you invest. Foresight Fund Services, LLC Distributor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Although we attempt to keep the information complete and current, we do not warrant that the content herein is accurate, complete, or current. We make no commitment to update the content herein. It is your responsibility to verify any information before relying on it. The content of this podcast may include technical inaccuracies. We may make changes in the products and or services described herein at any time. We provide you this information with the understanding that we are not rendering accounting, legal, or tax advice. Please consult your legal or tax advisor concerning such matters. Please remember that all investments carry some level of risk, including the potential loss of principal invested. They do not typically grow at an even rate of return and may experience negative growth. 
as with any type of portfolio structuring, attempting to reduce risk and increase return could, at certain times, intentionally reduce returns. An ESG investment methodology that includes and excludes issuers and assigns weights to issuers by applying non-financial factors such as ESG factors, such ESG investment methodology may underperform the broader equity market or other investment products that do or do not use ESG investment criteria. An ESG investment methodology will influence exposure to certain companies and sectors. Currently, there is a lack of common industry standards relating to the development and application of ESG criteria, which may make it difficult to compare an ESG investment methodology with an investment strategy of another investment product or funds that integrate certain ESG criteria. The subjective value that investors may assign to certain types of ESG characteristics may differ substantially from that of an ESG investment methodology or a data provider. Not all FlexShares ETFs have an ESG focus. For more information on which FlexShares ETFs have an ESG focus, please visit FlexShares.com.